The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome back to Internet. National Month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're talking about expanding your horizons and your search strategies to reach new territories. Joining us again today is Zef Snap, who is the co-founder and CEO of Altura Interactive, which provides Spanish digital marketing services to international companies looking to expand their reach in Latin America and the U.S. And today, Zef and I are going to talk about how to expand specifically to Latin America. But before we hear from Zeph, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by the marketing team at Searchmetrics. We are an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And we'd like to invite you, our loyal podcast listeners, to our upcoming webinar, where we'll discuss how SEO and SEM are joining forces to win the SERP. On June 19th, Tyson Stockton, Searchmetrics' Director of Services, and Leslie Tu, 3Q Digital's VP of SEO, will dive into the ways you can combine your organic and paid search to be more effective together. To register for our SEO and SEM Joining Forces webinar, go to searchmetrics.com slash webinar. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t okay on with the show here's the rest of my conversation with zef snap the co-founder and ceo of altura interactive zef welcome back to the voices of search podcast thanks again for having me i appreciate it ben great to have you back i'm excited to continue our conversation yesterday we talked a lot about the translation localization trans creation process and and those are the three terms that we defined as ways that you can take a piece of content from one market make it appropriate universally for a second language or trying to make sure that it's appropriate for a specific user base in a specific geography 
I want to continue our conversation, but focus in on your real area of expertise, which is the Latin American market. So talk to me about what the SEOs listening need to know about Latin America as a whole and some of the cultural and content differences between the individual countries that make up Latin America. Okay, so let's start with uh, what they need to know about Latin America. Uh, Latin America is should be your third priority after England and Australia, because those are the easiest ones for you to go after, depending on your product, of course. Latin America is growing at a, a huge, huge rate. Uh, people are coming online faster there than any region except for Africa. This is partially because we had the furthest to come, right? There's a lot of economies that are considered you know, developing. We're just sort of starting to come online. E-commerce is something that until recently people didn't trust. People didn't want to put their credit cards online, much like it was in the States 15 years ago. So you're going to run into trust issues. You're going to run into uh, sophistication issues. For example, we're talking to, to someone right now about a project regarding cord cutting. So in, in Spanish, there isn't actually a term for cord cutting yet because not enough people are doing it. So a lot of times, you know, you might look at this and, and feel a little bit discouraged, but it's actually an opportunity. It means you get to set the terms of the conversation by going into this market before your competitors do. So my takeaway here is that the market as a whole is a little less technically sophisticated, but that also means that there's probably less competition as well. Absolutely. And then the other part is, is that Latin America is skipping a step, right? Whereas the American market went from desktop computers to laptops to tablets, phones, we see mobile traffic increasing over time. In Latin America, basically, the phones are the entry to the market. People are arriving at cell phones as their primary way of getting online. And usually, that's that's like the primary device for people when they get started. So definitely make sure that you are set. So my guess is one of the key takeaways when you're localizing content for Latin America is making sure that the underlying site is mobily responsive. Talk to me about some of the other keys to making sure that you're taking your content, assuming, let's say, you're going from English to Spanish in Latin America. What are the other key things that you need to consider? Well, so we discussed the sophistication or lack thereof of users. Uh, you're going to do, need to do more education than you would in the United States. Uh, there's, there's just a lot of terminology that people don't understand. Another important difference is the way that you're going to use language. There's, the Spanish language is by definition longer. We call it echando rollo. Like you, you, you tend to talk more to send the same message. For example, if you're doing outreach for PR to reporters in the US, I know people who specialize in this whose outreach emails might be two or three lines and that's it. Now, that's not really going to fly in Latin America. You need to present yourself politely. You need to state who you are, what you appreciate about them, why you're interested in them, what it is you have to offer. And then finally, you might, uh, in the second or third uh, engagement, actually present them with the content that you're trying to promote. You're going to need to understand that your sales cycles are by nature going to be longer and that people also are don't have the same understanding 
of what an ad versus what a, an organic listing is. So basically, you, you just need to, to take everything you have and try and take it about three steps further than you would in English. So talk to me about some of the differences with you know the countries that make up Latin America and you know as you're thinking about Latin America are you you know is there ways that you can kind of divide the the larger Latin America into chunks do you think about it in Central America and South America there's you know some Portuguese speaking countries there are Spanish speaking countries you know some that that speak French as an alternative language Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. How are you thinking about, you know, the regional breakdown or is each country its own individual beast? So that's actually a fairly difficult thing to do because as you say, there, there is a, quite a bit of diversity in language and in regions. So the first thing is Mexico is basically like its own bank. Right, you can stick Guatemala on there as well, but Guatemalans would resent that, and they see themselves as, as very, very different. But uh, Mexico is the easiest market to reach in that way. It's also when you're looking at the U.S. market, for example, eighty-five percent of users online are of Mexican descent. So if you're going after U.S. Hispanics, then using Mexican Spanish is going to be your best fit. But the truth is, is that it really depends more on your product, your service, than it does on the market itself. Right. So, for example, one of our our clients for, for a long time was Shopify. And they have a virtual product, right? It's location agnostic. What they're looking for, and they charge in dollars no matter where you are. So the content for them didn't need to be localized on a specific country level. Whereas uh, someone who's selling a physical product, a physical store, is going to need to be more specific. Now, if you're, if you're talking about breaking it up by region, the easiest way is basically you can look at the Caribbean, which would be its, its own region, its own languages. And in fact, even in those between those markets, there's going to be differences. There's going to be Mexico and Central America, and then South America. And then, of course, Brazil, which is split out on its own, which is a monster. It's a huge economy, and it's growing very, very quickly. So quite frankly, the, the easiest way to make distinctions is, is in how people speak. So the forms of address, whether it's tu, usted, vos, 
etc., is what's going to define how, how you work on this. Now, the other part of this that's interesting is that because a Colombian is still going to be able to understand what a Mexican person is saying. The, the best comparison I can make is, uh, where are you from, Ben? I'm from the suburbs of San Francisco in California in the United States. Okay. H- have you traveled to Texas before? I lived in Texas for a couple of years. Okay. But did you have to learn a new language when you got there? I actually spoke fluent Texan before I got there. <laughs> right. So th- the point is, is that, uh, you know, you, you can, you can understand mostly what a Texan is saying without having been there before. It's the same situation. So, you know, when I watch a show like Narcos, the Spanish is, is Colombian. I, I can still understand all of it. It just sounds like they're talking funny. Right. It's, it's, there's a difference between somebody being able to consume the content and then somebody feeling like it was written for them. Correct. Okay. So, so there's a difference between the language being consumable and them feeling like the content is written for them. Absolutely. Right. And in some topics, it's appropriate to have something more general. You can write content for the entire Spanish-speaking world if you have a, a certain type of product, and especially if there isn't a lot of information around that. But if you want something that's written specifically for them, for them to feel so identified with this that they feel compelled to buy your product or your service in that moment, you're best off creating something that's contextually correct for the country where they are. So talk to me about the implications of cost, because the way that I'm, you know, I'm actually sitting here looking at a map of Latin America, right? Everything south of the United States and the New World. You mentioned that you you sort of count Mexico as its own beast and Brazil as its own. And then you have Central America and South America, and you're kind of grouping those into similar countries because of, you know, the, the language is going to be relatively similar with that breakdown. If I'm thinking about expanding a U.S. brand into Central and South America, I can do a Mexican translation, a Brazilian translation, a Central American translation, and a South American translation. That's four. Now, I can also do one for each individual country. And now all of a sudden, I'm looking at, you know, what is it, 25 or something different dialects. That has a cost impact. So what do you recommend for somebody that's trying to blanketly cover Latin America? Should they take on and incur the extra costs to have local relevance in Nicaragua versus Costa Rica versus Panama? Or do they just write it once and have a Central American version? So, I mean, again, the answer is going to be it depends. It's a cost-benefit analysis, right? You need to go and see the size of the market relative to what you're going to get out of it. One thing that I see a lot of companies do if they're trying to uh, conserve costs and, and get, get things done on budget is that they'll do a translation to Spanish, whether that's Mexican, Chilean, or Argentinian. And then they will hire people to localize that translation for other specific markets. Now, it's regionally, it's going to be difficult to target people from an SEO perspective. You're kind of going to need to make a choice whether you're targeting people based on language or on country. But when it comes to the localization itself, that's the most cost-effective way of doing it from what I can see. Yeah, so you can start to batch your content by region 
And essentially, you're doing something that is acceptable, right, and and can be consumable. And if you're starting to see results, you have the ability to then go back and edit the translation to be more more relevant locally. Right. And actually, there's a really good site called asisiabla.com, which will give you the meaning of specific words for different Latin American countries. So it'll break it down and say, well... Coche in Mexico means car, but in Uruguay means pig, which is not necessarily true. I just gave that as an example off the top of my head. Okay. But uh, there, there are specific words like that that are going to mean very different things in different places. And so it's, it's good to have someone take a look at it and make sure that you know, you're not doing something that's horribly mistaken. It's going to offend people. There are so many translation fails to choose from. I like to use them in presentations there. They're good for a laugh. But one of the things that we do a lot for companies is we'll do sanity checks. So someone will have hired a translation company to go through and do this for all of these different dialects. And they'll hire us to go through and make sure that what was done isn't going to be offensive to anyone. And so we'll just go, yep, 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 this is good. You should change you know, this, the, the nomenclature here. And uh, you know, now you can, you can move ahead. My favorite example of what you're talking about and probably the only translation joke that I have is the Chevy Nova, which when it was brought into Latin America, people thought it meant Nova, which means no go. And let's just say that the sales weren't great. So, you know, what's funny is that's actually an urban legend because the Nova was never sold in Latin America. Damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scratch no. that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I actually like it as an example because it's something that happened when people imported these. Um, but the, 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 best, the best examples of this don't actually come from big brands. They come on a micro level. It's like when... When people have, so I just found one that's great that I, that I will send to you, whether or not we use it, is someone translated a meatball, which translated in Arabic, it means Paul is dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is another good one here. A place that sells chicken, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was translated as sale of chicken murder. <laughs> sale of chicken bird? Sale of chicken murder. Okay. <laughs> chicken murder. Kentucky Fried yeah. Sale of Chicken Murder. Mm-hmm. Nazi Dental Laboratory. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sure there are lots of other translation horror stories, and I appreciate you telling us a couple of them. Before we let you go, any last words for somebody that is, you know, thinking about expanding into Latin America? Any resources, any guides, any places that they should head? Uh, obviously, you, you know, you're, you would be a great resource. You know, where should people look if they're thinking about going to Latin America? So I've done a bunch of presentations. You can look on, on SlideShare for me. Um, there's YouTube videos and, and all kinds of content that, that people have taken from presentations that I've given. But the most important thing is to plan. Like, make sure that you have a style guide. Make sure that you know, you know what your strategy is as you're, as you're going into Latin America to make sure that you're localizing as much as possible and that you're going to do things that users are going to appreciate. What's the, what's the Spanish word for plan? Planear. Have a planear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, ten un plan. Ten, ten un plan. 
And on that note, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Zef Snap, the co-founder and CEO of Altura Interactive. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Zef, you can find the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Zef Snap, Z-E-P-H-S-N-A-P-P. Or you can visit his company's website, alturainteractive.com, A-L-T-U-R-A-I-N-T-E-R-A-C-T-I-V-E.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk to me about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes, or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you're interested in learning more about how to use search data to boost your organic traffic, online visibility, or to gain competitive insights, head over to searchmetrics.com slash diagnostic for your complimentary advisory session with our digital strategies team. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Thank you.